irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, almost Thanksgiving Evers. Can't wait. I'm already doing stomach stretches. <laughs> and if you guys have Thanksgiving and you have a Thanksgiving party and you need and you run out of alcohol because that could happen right? You get crazy, you're drinking, you're eating. Make sure you go on to Thirsty App. And if you put in complicated in the promo code area, you'll get 10% off your first order. You can thank us later and drink your little hearts away as you eat your little hearts away. And you never have to leave your home because it's it's delivered right to you. It's so easy. So easy. You're welcome. You're welcome. Today we're going to drink. We're going to have a little drink. We're having Kate Edwards on from the three day rule. She's a, it's a matchmaking company and Kate is one of their wonderful matchmakers. And we are going to celebrate with a drink of the day called Amour de Paris. It's a peach-flavored sparkling wine, and I'm going to pop this this bottle on air. I'm so scared, Jen. Last time I did this, I almost poked my own eye out. Remember. So you guys can believe we're really drinking this. It's it's kind of hard to... Ah! I did, look, you did it. You was, did a really good job. It's not even overflowing or anything. That was fair. I'm, it, I kept it it's safe. Excellent work. Oh, this looks really, really delicious. It's delish. It's refreshing. And you can get it at Trader Joe's. You can. Jen, are you like fasting until tomorrow? Um, I wouldn't say I'm fasting, but I'm definitely eating lighter. Yeah, me too. Because I want to I wanna like save my calories for tomorrow. Me but the too. problem with eating lighter the day before Thanksgiving is that your stomach shrinks. Mm. So then when you go and your eyes are big and your stomach is small, that's when you get super stuffed and feel sick. Totally, because my jam is always going for round two on Thanksgiving. Oh my God. I mean, I eat like round three at some point because there's two rounds of like the first meal, then there's dessert, Ugh. and then you're drinking and that fills your stomach. So it's like the never-ending gorge fest. It, yeah, and you got to be, you know, I can't. I'm pouring this alcohol everywhere. Here. Just take this. This. <laughs> I you. am really kind of trying to figure out how to do this right because I want to make sure that I'm doing stomach stretches. I do some, like, real stomach stretches. I don't even know what that looks like. I, I could show you. You just kind of, like, lay around and you stretch. And then you can also kind of stretch your stomach by eating a lot and then maybe fasting the day before because it's not going to shrink in one day. It does happen, though, pretty quickly. You'd be surprised. Well, anyway, I, I'm nervous about making sure that I gain the max, maximum amount of food because Thanksgiving is my favorite meal ever. Mine too. And the stuffing is my favorite part. What's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part is I love the stuffing and I also love all the dessert. Mm. And I really love the I'm sides. Not, I'm not a huge like sweets person. I'll do the desserts, but like it's only just because it's like a formality. Well, I'm actually making some of the desserts this year. What are you making? I'm making a forget what it's called i can tell you actually hold on you don't even know what it is no because i have the recipe it's actually from my friend who is a chef oh uh she has a company called meal and a spiel in beverly hills and oh, teaches yes. classes you know what though jen this is kind of like a big undertaking because you don't even know what it is and you're using a friend's recipe sh- recipe that's a chef well i know i know what it is i just forgot the mm. exact name it's called the flourless pecan crust sunshine pumpkin pie <gasps> Well, how do you get sunshine in there? I don't know. <laughs> I capture it from the sky and I put it in the pie. How do you get sunshine in things? I don't, actually. I, <laughs> well, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, I put other things in things, but definitely not sunshine. Well, I do sometimes. It just depends. Sprinkle a little sunshine on it. Um, <laughs> Are you cooking anything for you know, the holiday? I, don't, I think I'll probably... I'm going to have Thanksgiving with a really close family friends, and um, she and I do the same stuffing like it's almost the same recipe my mom's recipe is the same as her so maybe I'll probably be in charge of that she's also a really really good cook so it's going to be hard for me to kind of swoop in there and take over the reins and that but I'll just assist her it's going to be like I'll be like the sous chef to her gotta love being a sous chef because you're not really like fully responsible for it being good or bad no and she always every I've had a, a couple Thanksgivings with them and it's never I mean it's always so good all of her things are like good she's like perfected her making her roux when she does the gravy I mean it's like no joke we'll I, have to facetime because we won't actually be together i know and tomorrow I, I am gonna have to like 
I don't know how I'm going to eat all of the things. It's, I'm really nervous about it, but I'm going to do it. I'm rooting for you. I think you can do it. You know what I really want to talk about really quick? Speaking of eating, there's this new app called Find Eat Drink. I am the worst at finding restaurants when it's like date time or someone comes in from out of town. Like, where should we go? I'm like, I don't know where to go. Jen, I always text you. And you're you like, do. And I freeze up too, but I feel responsible to help you because you've asked me. But you always do end up helping me. But if you guys don't have a friend that's really good at that or you don't want to like put someone on the spot get this app it's run by chefs and bartenders and sommeliers and basically it's unlike yelp where like you're basically you're you're not picking a place out of process of elimination because these disgruntled customers have gone in and you put too much bacon on their burger or something you don't have to read that kind of shit it's just like not yelp basically it's not yelp it's it's you know, it's good for picking a date spot and it's good because it's coming recommendations coming from professionals in the industry. So download the app and then when you're going to pick your date, then you will have a very, very good, sound, valid recommendation. And speaking of dating, what do you think about dating for the holidays, Jen? Well, I have been known to have a winter boyfriend. This is not the first time in my life. It's not going to be the last time. I'm trying time. to remember last year. I don't remember that winter boyfriend. Must have been uh, real important. I can remind you. I'll, I'll jog oh, your memory. What can your hint can you give me? Uh, wait, actually, you know what? I'm thinking of two years ago. Sorry. I'm oh. getting everybody confused Are and I apologize. about the snake charmer? No, 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 he wasn't over the holidays. But we have code names for boys because sometimes they're just not important to actually important enough to actually refer to them or their their name. So right. Snake Charmer is one of them. Uh, this person was a bar owner. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. So anyway, we were seeing each other for like, you know, I don't know, maybe how many weeks it was, but it was like over the course of my birthday, yes. like right around Christmas. And here's the thing. I'm not the only one that's ever done this. Oh, no. But it's a it's a common thing oh, it's totally where true. people will start seeing someone and get into it just because they want to have somebody around to snuggle with, to binge watch with, to like like it's just fun to over drink the holidays. Eggnog yeah. and put on your cute Christmas onesie and watch all of the Hallmark Christmas movies. I watch oh my all God. of them. I am obsessed. What's your favorite? I have been watching I, them every single day. Wait, hold on. I don't even know. I can't I can even, tell you them my name. I don't even know. I, are they already starting? Oh my God, they've been on already for like two weeks i've been watching one a day i have them all recorded our friend is actually on one oh yeah that's right george yeah i can't wait to go home tonight and start watching christmas music's been playing for a while here on on what is it uh, coast 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 103.5 Ooh, we both got real breathy like karen sharp she's the <laughs> dj <laughs> i love karen sharp she really just kind of relaxes me yeah i'm really really into the whole holiday thing like, I don't even care. I was upset about it starting so early. And I was like, oh, it's what? too soon. Never. But then I was like, wait a second. I love this stuff. Hold on. I love on. this stuff, too. I w- have not been known to get a holiday boyfriend, but I think I'm going to do it this year. I think it's a good thing. And I, I support it. Um, the one drawback, I would say, is that you might have to buy them a gift. And yeah, that kind of gets awkward. And like, yeah. what do you include them in? Like, I know I've, I have a good way to to make this not awkward. Go, it just depends me. on how long you've been dating them. Like there's simple, thoughtful gifts that don't make you look like you're trying to like do boyfriend things for a fuck boy, which when I say that term, I mean someone who is a fuck face. Like, right. Like someone, it's that, a term that we didn't create <laughs> for you, for you, those of you who don't know what that means. It means like a dude that does, it's not like a, maybe a good dude. So I'm not going to like, I've made the mistake before of like doing girlfriend things for a guy. Cause I really like him. Cause that's my nature. And I would do that. But but listen, you got to earn that. So if you're dating someone and it's new, there's definitely ways you can give them a gift and it not be like crazy or seem like you're doing too much or put, you know what I mean? Like, but you have to discuss that you're going to give gifts no, to each other. No, I wouldn't. If I want to give somebody something, I'm going to do it. I can make sure that it's appropriate on the scale of how long you've been dating. Okay. So what would you give somebody that let's say you've been seeing for two months tops? Oh, two months. That's enough. But you're not me. in a relationship yet. You're, you're seeing each other pretty regularly. And the holidays are approaching. What do you do? I would get like a, a little, a couple of little things. What kind of things? Like, okay, our friend has a store on Beverly Boulevard called Espionage. It is the perfect. If you guys live in LA, go to this store. It's like on the corner in between Vista and Martell on Beverly, and they have the best little 
uh, different gifts. It's not like standard things. Like you could get a guy a whiskey rock. It's like a, um, it looks like a silver ball. You freeze it, you put it in a whiskey. Mm. If they're a whiskey drinker, you got to know what they drink. Right. And then it keeps their drink cold without diluting it with water. You could get a cute pair of socks. Ooh. You could get, you know, some guys like a masculine smelling candle. Go for that. Like do, you could get little things like that. You could also get like a nice sweater if you just want to do one gift. If this is someone you've been dating and regular seeing for a couple months, I would say go, you know, get a gift. I'm expecting you to get me a Louis Vuitton purse so you better fucking step up oh well good thing that we get paid so much for doing this radio show because I totally will oh thank you anytime put that on my list Santa I got you we got to start our Christmas list too because Thanksgiving is like the the time where it all it's like Thanksgiving happens that is tomorrow and then after that it's like oh Thanksgiving's over Christmas time it's like bam 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 like you have a month get it together well you also have a month to get a winter boyfriend together oh god is that my challenge jen oh yeah should i do okay that's my challenge yeah we love every this. episode we challenge each other for something and i am definitely going to get a winter boyfriend i'm gonna do it i'm psyched about it i hope that we can like double date with my winter boyfriend oh my god i i i think we could well, but, okay, so here's the issue also with winter boyfriends. Do you then keep them after winter? If, I mean, it, okay. My intention of getting a winter boyfriend isn't just to have them there during the winter. Maybe you snuggle up to somebody a little more than you would because you don't want to be lonely during the holidays. So if it's that kind of a thing, then no, you don't keep them to after because when you really want to date this person. Uh. But my intention always is to like date someone that I really want to be dating. So hopefully it's twofold and hopefully I'm dating someone during the holidays that I actually really like and will keep around because who's got time for that? Well, maybe he'll be a winter boyfriend this holiday season and a winter fiance next. Oh my gosh, getting a diamond ring on Christmas time. I mean, that's a little cliche, but I'm not going to say no to it. I'm not either. I mean, who would? No, but also because it's a diamond ring on Christmas, that's like a double whammy. It has to be a bigger ring then. Yeah. Well, yes, but why? Because it's two things. Just like my birthday and Christmas fall together, that means my presents have to be bigger. So you're saying it's like a Christmas gift and an engagement ring. So then it's like double. So if you're going for four carrots and it's got to be eight. Sorry. You got to stack. It's like a stacking gifts. Ice ice me or what's it called? What, what, Frost, yourself. Frost yourself. From one of my favorite movies, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's a kind of a cute Christmas movie. I wish our show was brought to you by How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> because we could probably tell you how to do that on accident. Easily. <laughs> Easily. The point of this show is how to gain a guy in 10 days. And thank God we have Kate Edwards coming in here in a couple of minutes because she is going to help us with that. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions to ask this woman. Poor her. I mean, right? We have, Get ready. Like, we Get have, ready, Kate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys. Um, you know what I love, too? A Christmas music is, like, so my jam. Which is your favorite song? Okay, I like Bing Crosby. And somebody, my... Ugh. Oh, my mom's husband ruined White Christmas for me last year. Oh, because of Bing Crosby's history? He, I didn't know. And listen. Well, ign- tell, the, tell the people. Ignorance is bliss, it people. Is. Do not ruin White Christmas for me. This is a family movie about the beautiful White Christmas holiday season. And the, the sisters that dance with the feathers are so great. And it's all just fun and cheery. And then he walked in the room and told me, why are you watching this crap? Bing Crosby's a wife beater. I'm like, what? I didn't know. Stop. Like, I wish I, some things you wish you could go in life and just never have heard or seen. That is one of them. I wish I just didn't know. I wish I can unknow things. Because that's one of them. Like, it ruined it. I mean, am I going to watch it this year? Duh. And do we love his voice? Duh. I'm dreaming. No. I love Nat King Cole. I like Nat King Cole, but... I love Dean Martin. Mm -hmm. I love Frank Sinatra. I mean, you can do no wrong for me with any of them singing anything Christmas. Michael Buble. Oh, I can't really. Call me. mm, No, thanks. I go for the more old school ones. I love... This is what I do every... Feliz Navidad. I mean, yeah. I can't stand it. I mean, oh, we're going to have to say, so Jen and I say bye, Felicia, all the time. It's like all the thing. time. But during Christmas, we're going to have to say bye, Feliz Navidad. Because it sounds, <laughs> I don't want Feliz Navidad to go away. I don't want it to go away either, but it just sounds so good. Didn't we have one also for our guy, like bye, yeah. Phil? I think it might have been Phil. Was it Phil or was it, it's like Felicia and... I don't know. We'll have to circle back on that one. But we're, you know, if you listen to our show and some of you are loyal listeners, thank you very much. We have our own language. We do. And we hope that you start using it too and confuse everybody you know. Because we, we do it on a daily basis. But this is what you have. This is the trick, you guys. When you're saying a word that you make up, that's something that you've coined between you and your friends. or you're, Own it. Or you're repeating what we've done. Own it. Because people, then it's like... 
they're like, oh, why don't I know what she's talking about? But I need to. And then that's how things get in the Oxford Dictionary, which is what we're trying to accomplish here. That is our goal. Yeah. Life goals, one of them. Uh, that would be a great Christmas present to get a word in the Oxford Dictionary. Well, I think we missed the cutoff, but how about for next year? Next year. Because it, it's announced like right before. Okay, well, so then we're going to have to, that's what we're going to try and do. An emoji was actually added this year. Wait, what do you mean? Like, as a word. Oh, the, um, yes. The smi- okay. It's the smiley with, like, the tears coming out of its eyes So because it's laughing and crying at the same time because okay. it's, like, like I always send it to you because I'm, like, crying laughing. Yeah, but wait, though. I'm confused. So that's in the dictionary? Yes. Like a picture? It's called laugh cry or but something like that. But it's not even a word. I, I recognize this. Okay, but that's, like, the artist formerly known as Prince. You can't do that. Well, what the Oxford talk- Dictionary did, and they know a thing or two. So it's, like, the word formerly known as laugh cry? Yeah. Which is craft? <laughs> no, you didn't know that you never heard of crafting? No, but I love that. Crafting. We also have friends that are a couple and their names are Kate and Craig. They're Kate. <laughs> it's like Brangelina or Benifer. What are we? Oh my God. Here, listeners, this is our challenge to you. Come up with a couple name for me and Lauren. We're a power couple. And, and you know what's great about the holidays approaching and us trying to challenge each other and finding boyfriends and all of that, which is going to happen. But we always have each other. We do. Just we in do. case we don't find boyfriends, which could happen. It's a very large possibility. It is. We have each other. And also, to be clear and add on to what Lauren's saying, it's not like we're desperately seeking Susan. We're not hunting for a boyfriend right now. We would love one. Desperately st- seeking Stephen. That's who I mean. Or that's, Susan, if you want to go that if way. that's your jam, totally hey, fine, too. I'm fine with it. So we're not like desperately seeking that but obviously the greater goal in life is to have a partner in life and a family and what is so lovely is also having girlfriends and having each other and you don't really have to get a winter boyfriend just to have one if that's not your jam and you don't need someone to cuddle with if you just want to be surrounded by love and friendship and people so you're not lonely at the holidays rely on your friends that's what they're there for I think so. I think that's what it's all. The more you know. It's all about surrounding yourself with people you love in whatever way, shape, or form that happens. And the holidays is so about that. You know what I mean? It's like everyone goes home and sees their family. And it's a time to be together and give each other presents. And I love Prezi time. Me too. I love love Prezi time, food, movies, music. It's all so fun. I also love watching A Christmas Story. You know how TBS plays it? Do you not like that movie? (gasps) Jen, I don't know if I can be... I wish I could unhear that. I cannot. I need to watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's fine, but I'm going to pretend I just didn't hear you say that. I apologize for your ears. Speaking of things that I like hearing, I need to talk about my song of the day. And it's not going to be a Christmas song yet. And I'll get to that because I have a Christmas tradition, which I'll get to in a second, about what songs I listen to. But how good, it's fairly new still, is the Justin Timberlake song, Drink Me Away. It's really good. Do you, I mean, I am obsessed. It is... For all of you that are obsessed with Justin Timberlake, you have now become re-obsessed. It's about how he, no amount of alcohol will get rid of this thoughts of this girl. And I just love that about him. He's just, he's just such a lover. He's a romantic. In this time of this, this season where you're going to be sipping back some libations. Like we are currently. You can't drink that love away. No, I'm trying moment to, like at this moment to forget about someone. Oh. It's not working. I'm sorry. Just kidding. Well, you know, hey, you gotta you gotta ice out those ones that you are trying to move on from. Make room. Making room. Make new friends, but keep the old one as silver and the other as gold. I, like me. That's true. Golden. There you go. I have. Uh, speaking of golden, I have a tradition that it does have to do with Christmas ornaments that are golden. Because I have a lot. I have a little scheme, a color scheme that I do every year. So do I. I have the same one. Yeah, yours are gold too. Yeah, I love that. I love the the metallics. It's just such a fun time to be so bright and cheery and sparkly. Love. So what is this thing that you do? So I play. Bing Crosby, the whole White Christmas album, Mm -hmm. and I decorate my apartment, and usually, I mean, don't be surprised, but I get some apple cider, and I spike it, and I do all of my Christmas decorations. I feel like... With my cat. And... What? And. And you? Right. Oh, yes. I do. Well, last year I didn't do it with you, but I can. But we did Halloween. Oh, yeah. I did Halloween with Jen this year. She sat on my couch and I decorated and she kept looking up every now and then. And you kept asking me if things were spooky. And then I turned, Is it spooky? It's it, so spooky. Don't be scary. Is it, it's so scary. I'm and like, that's most scary. And then I turned. The and then I like did a drum roll and turned the I lit all the candles and then I did a drum roll and turned the lights off and was like, ta-da, like the big reveal. And she was like. 
Yay. Bravo. You won some contests. But imagine how fun it's going to be this year. Let's put on our Christmas onesies. Ah, for those that don't know, we have really lovely onesies. They are fleece and they're from the brand Aqua. You can get them at Bloomingdale. Target has a lot of good ones this year too. Also, so does Nordstrom. And so we wear these onesies most of the season. Like to all of the parties we can, even when it's like, don't, it's like come dressed in your Christmas best. We show up in fur coats and onesies because hello, everyone. It's a hit, a major hit choices this is ours ugly christmas sweater it's kind of a thing of the past although i did just see one that was like we have to get it happy birthday jesus and it was like a picture of jesus it was so good well can we please order those because i think it'd be pretty ironic if a i show up in a jesus sweater and i'm jennifer golden yeah and if we're matching jesus sweaters i mean i think it would be a really good idea let's do that and the onesie maybe we'll get new onesies but you guys just put a little creativity into your you know holiday dressing this year and i think that um we are gonna invite you over and definitely we're going to do our Christmas thing. I mean, you don't even have to invite me. I have a key. Oh, yeah. Just she, she'll there. just show up. <laughs> you guys, we are so excited. Kate Edwards just walked in. She is our guest today. Like you said, she is a matchmaker at the three-day rule. And we are have like a, a barrage of questions. To, I hope you're ready for all of our... We're trying to... Okay, so today we're talking about getting a boyfriend for the holidays. Kate. Like a winter boyfriend, if you will. Like cuffing season. Oh, Wait, what's what? that? Oh my gosh, you guys don't know about cuffing season? No, Do wait, tell. please tell. We just thought it was a thing, but we didn't know there was a name. Yeah, so cuffing season is basically like the fall winter time when everybody settles down. And cuffing means like handcuffs. <gasps> oh so no. It's like lock it down season. Wait, like so it. do you get super busy this time of year? Yeah, actually, all online dating sites, like the busiest time is between Thanksgiving and Valentine's well, Day. Well, yeah, I mean, makes sense now. It does make sense. There's truth to the things we say, Lauren. <laughs> okay, so I mean, see, it's a thing that we were touching on. So, okay, so Kate, tell our listeners, you work for the three-day rule. I do. As a matchmaker. To explain to them what the three-day rule is and, you know, how it started and all of that. Yeah, so it was started by a woman named Talia Goldstein. And basically, she was always setting up her friends. And she was basically, like, you know, the girl in the office who was like, let me help you with your online dating profile. And let me set up my friends. So she started doing it kind of for fun. And she was, like, working at E! at the time. Hated it. Um, Ended up quitting her job and starting this company. So it was a few years ago. And basically she kind of realized there was like a gap in the market there's all these online dating sites but people there's like these great singles who are too busy to deal with that stuff so Mm -hmm. basically what we do is we do in-person matchmaking that's tech enabled so we meet everybody in person we get to know what they're looking for in a match and then we go back to our database and and find people to set them up with so it's kind of like old school yen to matchmaking with technology i love Love it why is it called the three-day rule Three Day Rule is actually, uh, it's kind of a joke. It's from the movie Swingers with Vince Vaughn. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Um, he gets the girl's number and he's like, how long should I wait to call her? And they're like, one day, six days. And they decide on three days. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an old dating rule from the 90s. No one goes by it. I would say if somebody waited three days to call or text me and not remember who they were. No. But yeah, <laughs> especially now it's like everything moves so fast. Yeah. I would just think they didn't like me. I'd be like, well, obviously they're gone. They must yeah. have died, actually. They yeah. went to that land people go to when they don't write you. Like when exactly. your animal disappears and you're like, it's at the farm in Montana. They're on vacation indefinitely yeah that's where they went yeah (laughs) we just went morbid with that (laughs) oh my god okay so what so you're a matchmaker there i am and how long have you been with the three-day rule i've been there about a year and a half and what is your favorite part of being a matchmaker my favorite part is meeting people because Mm -hmm. all i get to do all day is you know have meetings with people and they tell me the truth which is really cool like they kind of look you in the eye and say i really want somebody who you know, it's a type A personality and it's successful and whatever they say, but it's cool. You get to meet people for a living. What's the biggest challenge you face? People are way too picky. You know, people think they want one thing and it's not really what they want or what they need. And how do you, how do you, so you have to be like a therapist, interviewer, listener, oh, yeah. and like, how do you figure that out? How do you know, like, okay, I hear what you're saying and I'm going to set you up, but really I'm going to set you up with this person because this is what you need. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to read between the lines. So if someone says, I want somebody who makes $500,000 a year, which we hear, um, you have to realize that like that, that's not what they want. They want someone who makes them feel safe and, you know, in control and, and those are the things that they really want. So you kind of have to talk them through it. Sometimes we tell people outright and sometimes you kind of 
tell us, you know, say just trust us and, and go with us. Okay. So then you've got to get people on the dates. And so they're there and then they've got it. You also probably deal with people too, who like maybe make a snap judgment on the first date. Sometimes it's a slow burn, right? Yeah, definitely. Everyone's always like, oh, that date didn't go super well. And we tell people to do at least two dates before you make a decision about somebody. Good to know. Good to know. What, well, why? Because on the first date, somebody might like be nervous. Yeah. People are nervous. Some people are just bad daters, mm-hmm. you know, like some people are really smart and good at their jobs, but they're bad at interviewing. It's the same thing with dating. So you know, it's if you're not a great dater, then you need to give somebody a chance to show who they actually are. What are some red flags people should look for on a first ooh, date? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, I am going to pay close attention to this one. I always say talking about, like, drugs, death, and disease are just no-nos in general. But, That's, I mean, yeah. talking about exes, I hate when people do that. That comes up all the time. Um, I don't know, red flags. I mean, everybody has their own thing that they're looking for, right? So it's not necessarily like one red flag or I, I don't know. Just kind of like manners are huge for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of on a personal level. So that's that's what I try to pick up on. That's Yeah, you just got to pay attention what to like what your core values are and your morals and things like that. And if mm-hmm. something I'm sure comes across the table where you're like, oh, maybe pay attention to that. But then again, it's like unless it's like a huge big thing, you go on date number two to kind of figure it right. out, right? Yeah. They might be out of their element. They might be nervous. And then, you know, you just never know. You got to like, it's too hard. Sometimes you feel an instant spark and sometimes you don't. Yeah. As a matchmaker, do you ever like teach people how to go on a date? Oh, yeah. All the time. You have to like coach them. Like, (laughs) Yeah, we do a lot of like teaching and coaching and teaching people how to flirt, teaching people how to like brush an an elbow. No way. You'd be surprised, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I I had a client and and she was just like the worst flirt ever (gasps) and I couldn't pinpoint it. I was like, why can't she relate to other people? (laughs) But we, I mean, we basically just like work them through it and say like, be yourself, like don't be so nervous. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, people need a lot of help. It's, I think, you know, we're matchmakers, but we, it's not just about setting people up on dates. It's about helping them with confidence and figuring you know sometimes it's like we'll send them to a stylist and get them really you know we redo them and and get excited (laughs) for dating again it's so much more than i thought yeah i mean but it makes sense though because it's really like you're selling yourself you're putting yourself like a business Mm -hmm. so you have to know i mean you gotta really get to the to the bottom and to the core of these people if you want to make a match like that's what they're offering Mm -hmm. yeah you really need to know you're almost like a publicist yeah (laughs) you are so many things publicist personal trainer i I like to say we're real estate agents because like when you're ready to buy the house you hire someone who knows the market you know you want like a three bedroom in Malibu but you don't want to go see 20 of them so you hire someone to go see everything and send you the two good ones I love that love that that's such a good analogy okay so a little birdie told us that you have like some serious dating stories in your arsenal I do (laughs) what is the craziest thing you have ever encountered Myself or for matchmaking? Either. <laughs> Both. One of each. <laughs> um, you know, the matchmaking, I have so many stories. They're so funny. I mean, it's just really the things that people say on dates yeah. that are hilarious to me. Like, we have a list of, of funny things that people say on first dates. Like, how many of your eggs do you have frozen? No. Stop. People say the Real life? Things. Yeah, seriously. No. Yeah. Then, I don't know what the F I would do if some guy asked me that question. Yeah, not even like, do you? Just how many? Like, <laughs> like do I look old and decrepit I would know. be the first thing i would say i yeah. would have said as a second thing are you willing to pay to freeze my eggs yeah because exactly. that's an expensive thing it's like ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. and you have to inject yourself with hormones all day i know someone who did it and it's not an easy process no yeah. i think it makes you a little crazy too well yeah i, think I had a friend it, who did it so i'm hoping that was the excuse i'm sure it was <laughs> oh my oh, god girls. okay wait what about you yourself like anything i mean I anything mean, you're willing to share we yeah we need i don't know. know i mean so the current funny story <laughs> brian howie is always teasing about this is that I live next door to my ex Mm-mm. like six feet away from him um yikes so that provides for endless like do you watch girls go in and out of that place I totally did this morning <gasps> well how long ago did you break up a couple months ago oh so how, this is recent how yeah. long were you with him uh like five six months wait what yeah. Kate yeah. hold on what, to, what, More. what happens? Tell us everything. I, I need to know. Can you talk about this? Sure. Uh, he doesn't listen to anything I do. So okay, great. Hate him. Yeah. No, he's great. He's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so we were like neighbors and we'd live together. Live, you know, it's we live in like tiny cottages next door to each other. I can like hear when he makes coffee. Like we live really close to each other. And so we were friends for like a year. We started dating. We're like, this is a terrible idea. This is going to end poorly. But we're like, this could be something. And it turns out it wasn't. We okay. broke up. Now we live next door to each other so 
it's like dating in the workplace we just did an episode about yeah that. last oh, week really yeah, yeah. you gotta so. be careful because it's like you know but you can't help it if you like somebody and something a spark is happening like i always pay attention to it because it doesn't happen for me very easily yeah so like i'm not gonna be like well this could be a bad idea well get, anything could be a bad idea or a really great thing like you yeah. didn't know i think it's good to be impulsive and have bad ideas like you gotta you gotta go and you learn from them. them yeah plus you gave it five or six months so that's a while yeah yeah i mean it was it was good it was good i mean like i never have any regrets but it's a funny situation for sure oh god well if it makes you feel better i live on the same block as my ex really yeah that's so funny. so and he he used to walk by my building like oh. holding hands with his new girlfriend that he yeah. met that he started dating two days after we I, broke up oh my god fun Horrible. Don't I mean? <laughs> oh man, the last person I dated doesn't live in this part of the state, so thank God for that. Out yeah. of sight, out of mind. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to see any of that. No, thank you. Yeah, you now I'm dating somebody who lives like on the other side of town. So, well, that's good. It's okay, helpful. and also this is making it easier because you're dating somebody else, so you're not really super worried about this person that lives next door to you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you want to see it anyway, but it helps to have, you know, what do you think? So wait, do you have a winter boyfriend? Yeah, I, I do. I, I have a new winter You're boyfriend. Cuffing? Yeah. You're cuffing? Yeah. It's so real. Cuffing season. It's a real thing. The cuffing is real. That is our meme. Done. <laughs> oh. The cuffing is real. Yeah. Cuffington. There better be an emoji for cuffs. There, I think there is. I think there is. How, how did none of us know if there's handcuff emojis? I will. It's <laughs> going to be my new favorite. I think I looked. A lot of them came. The new ones that came out recently are kind of like awesome. Yeah. The one that I really like, it, it's like a hole in the ground. And I, <gasps> yes, I use it for yes. ghosting. Right? <gasps> so like if someone ghosts me, they stop texting me or calling me back. I just send them the hole. Like they just ghosted. Wait, wait. I love that. And I need to find it. What section is it? That's I the thing. I have to it's look. not organized well anymore. It's no. I can't really. find anything I need. There's also one that's, uh, I think it's supposed to be fog that's new, but I just use it for like throwing shade. Oh. Wait, explain to our listeners what throwing shade is. Uh, that's hard. I don't know. Throwing um, shade, that's like when you're just being like a rude batch. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just Someone's being, being shady. shady. Yeah. Well, listen, we do have parents listening, so we have to explain to that generation what's going on. Throwing shade <laughs> is just like, it's, it's being sarcastic, being rude, being bitchy, being an ass. Just so an like, awful thing. It's yeah, an and awful, it's usually awful. like verbally. Yeah. Like I'd be like, oh, Kate, real cute shirt. <laughs> exactly. I saw that last season. That's throwing shirt. Uh, yeah, it pains me. It doesn't come as, up as much over text. So but there's maybe now we, use that emoji. But now we can. <laughs> what do you think about like the the way that a guy should like ask a girl out speaking of texting like do you think like it's okay to text and then make a call or how do you is there like a rule book for that or what do you think is well it's good? so funny you brought that up so I actually I co-founded an app called Textpert which is a texting advice app no Ooh, yeah tell us we yeah. always talk about the latest in technology so yeah we need is, to know this is my side project but um it's starting to take off so basically like working as a matchmaker everybody would come to me and say like show me their screens and say hey Kate what do I say back you know girl guys everybody and so I was like wait this is actually getting annoying for me to do I can actually build an app that does this so I don't have to um so yeah it's like crowdsourced on-demand advice for what to text someone back awesome so so yeah I mean there's not really rules but we do it crowdsourced so you can get like five different options right away for what to say and you're like oh that one's good I sound wittier unbiased opinions yeah like they're not your friends Yeah. yeah but asking people out over text is kind of like a younger thing. Mm-hmm. There's some statistic I can't remember off the top of my head, but something like eight percent of people over thirty, you know, are okay with asking someone out over text, and forty percent of people under thirty are okay with asking out over text. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just like a younger thing. I don't think you should ask somebody out over text, but I don't know. I'm old school. I always think you should just pick up the phone. I I don't disagree with that, but I probably wouldn't like demerit, like put a demerit on your your record. record for doing it I would be like uh, it's fine I mean I guess just because I feel like it's sort of like a sign of the times but Mm -hmm. I do feel like at some point we need to be talking on the phone I would like them to a call at any point I don't know that they need to ask me out over the phone like I feel like if they're part of that eight percent that doesn't care I guess yeah Yeah. I just don't care I mean it would be lovely to like get a phone call but at the same time like I'm busy if I don't answer are you never gonna ask me out Right. Like, is it never going to happen? We could do some talking on the date as well. But I mean, I guess, yeah, you're just talking about calling to ask out and not have like a full on conversation or whatever. Yeah. For for three day rule, we always have our matches, have the guy call and ask them out. And we say like no more than five minute conversation. Ooh. I like that. Like, don't get on the phone and say like, how's your day? What are you doing? Like, I don't want to have a conversation. Kate, I hate that. I hate talking to people on the phone, but. (laughs) Oh my God. But also if I don't know you, like, what is this nonsense? I don't. I have. Save it for the date, right? 
I have had a guy call me and like he wanted to keep me on the phone for 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, you've already asked me out. I've agreed to it. Now he's asking me about like where I'm from. You all got of these what you things. wanted, dude. Back like, off. Leave me alone now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I have like, things to do. It's a screener. Some people do that, especially with online dating. They're like, I'm going to talk to them on the phone for half an hour. Like, I think that's not the way to do it. So you think they're oh. doing it because they're making sure that then when they ask you, like, they're really trying to make sure that you're ready to go out or that you want to go out or that, that they, they like you. But it's hard out. to have a vibe over the phone. I totally agree. I think it's a bad philosophy, but I think some guys are like, well, I don't want to pay to take this girl out. If uh, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'll pay for a matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone, I don't let them talk on the phone that long. <laughs> everyone has some boundaries. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a question. What is the Elm Guide to Dating in the 21st Century? Explain this. And Yeah, the okay. Elm Guide is... So Elm is a really cool new site, and they basically do online courses, but it's more focused on millennials and the younger generation. So the Elm course that I did was really just kind of like about dating and how to improve your dating skills. A lot of it's about self-reflection and figuring out who you are, what you want, what you're really looking for. So yeah, it's a course. You basically go sign up for the course and it's five episodes, it's videos, and I have little tips and techniques and action items that I, you know, do along the way. So it's fun. It's a really fun process. And a couple of my friends have been doing it and they're like, wow, this is actually really helpful. Where did you go with this? So yeah. So you did it for like personal and professional reasons, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, the the line between my personal and professional life has been completely blurred. <laughs> well, I don't see how that would. I mean, it's right. It's like. Yeah. It's, I mean, do you coach yourself? You're obviously seeing somebody new. Like, yeah. you have to go through the same motions. Well, the best part was that this guy I'm dating now, he, like three weeks into us seeing each other, he was like, oh, my God, it just hit me that you're a dating expert. Are you judging me right now? <laughs> you know that we get the same thing with having this radio show. Yeah. They're like, are you dating me for research? Yeah. And they're like, are you going to talk about me on the show? I'm like, yes. Well, yeah. no, I've, I've said no. And people have been like, could you? I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. This one kind of wants me to, which is kind of funny. You know <laughs> so. what? I am an open book. I am very transparent, maybe too much so at some times. And I just kind of feel like I will Taylor Swift your ass. Yeah, you really seriously. Want, I, mean, I will too. Don't give me a reason to say something bad about you. Well, Maybe hey, good things. Tw- Taylor Swift doesn't, it's usually bad, but it could be good. She if wins Grammys for it. Maybe hey, we'll win some kind of radio award. I, if you have, I will talk about you good or bad, and I, you give me something good to say. Exactly. Right. It's a reason to treat people well. That's so exactly. Where did you meet your guy? I met him through a mutual friend. I love that. Yeah, it was like such a classic story but like, i feel no, like no good story actually matchmaking <laughs> is sort of like the next best best thing to a mutual friend yeah. introduction i think basically. because you meet with the like the dating pool mm-hmm. and you like know them you like them obviously and then add them to the pool and then you have a good judgment of whether to set them up with your clients or not exactly like we know both, both personalities we've met both people in person so we know if they're probably gonna vibe we know we also know like what your priorities and goals are so if you like are trying to get married in the next year or five years or whatever we know that. We know, mm-hmm. like, you want to raise your kids Jewish, he wants to raise his kids Jewish, whatever it is. You're not going to have those conversations on your first five dates, but we can kind of set people up together who have the same goals without them even knowing it. Ah. So, so then when they get to that point, they're like, oh my goodness, look how well we're vibing. Yeah. How that happened. Yeah. Kate Edwards. Yeah. It's funny. And we always say, like, friends are not the best matchmakers because, like, what, what happens is you have, like, one single girlfriend, one single guy friend, you want to invite them both to the same dinner party. So you're just like, they're probably a match. <laughs> because convenient if these two friends date. <laughs> Some people do do that. I have been like set up with a guy that just because he's single and I'm single I'm like but really though? Yeah it's like the older you get the more they just want to like match the only single one. Right. Left. I have a friend who is very intuitive and awesome. His name is Noel. If you're listening Noel shout out to you. He is super smart and great and he always is trying to set me up but the way he does it is so good. He's like I have a guy that I think you might like. He's done hmm. this like twice and three times, and he's usually kind of right. Okay. Um, and he is like, and he is always going out. He's very social and usually with like a group. So he's like, just, you know, just letting you know, next time I invite you out or in the next couple times, come out. And if you gravitate towards this person, great, then I was right. And if not, no big deal. We'll see what happens. And then all that's mm-hmm. all he tells he me. He won't tell her who it is in the group. Nothing. Really? He just says, it's just come. And there might be somebody there that you might like. That's all I'm saying. That's cool. I like and that. And you know what? I like because then if it's organically going to happen, it does. It's yeah. not scary. You don't like have all this pressure on you to find the person or like 
like the person. And he knows me really well. And so he knows like what I'm looking for. And like mm-hmm. that helps in that sense when it's a friend, if you will, matchmaking. Definitely. And it doesn't put, I mean, I'm fine on dates. It doesn't make me nervous or make me feel any pressure. It's no big deal for me. Um, but some people get, they feel nervous. I get or, so nervous. Yes, really? I, I get like a weird panic attack. Like, really? I almost hope that they can't find my house. Because you're, like, so social and outgoing. That's surprising. If for I, whatever reason, in this circumstance, I get so nervous. So do you talk a lot? Do you not talk at all? Like, how does that manifest? You probably clam up. I can imagine. No, I clam up. That's not part of my nature. <laughs> I, I'm sleeping surprising. when I'm clamming. Like, that's it. So, actually, recently... Clamming and cuffing. Yeah, exactly. Those are new words. So, I would say that I don't ever clam up. Some I used to be an oversharer, but I think... I do that. In Whoopsie. my 30s, it is now like actually been like a positive for me i've been on dates in the past let's just say six months so it's vague enough mm-hmm. um where the guys i've gone on dates with have been like wow i have never been as open with anyone as i have with you really? for whatever reason you are making you bring me- it out yeah and i don't know if that's like a, the nature of also being a radio person an mm-hmm. interviewer or like the fact that i'm so open and they do say like the more vulnerable you are the more vulnerable somebody else will be and so i think that's now worked for me, but I do talk a ton. Yeah, I mean, I've I've decided what things I won't overshare mm-hmm. and what things I will. So what's like the what's the boundary there? Um, I will not overshare like financial stuff. Like <laughs> that's good. Which I, I'll never be like, here's my bank account. But I will also not say like I might be struggling right now. Like mm-hmm. this is something I face. I barely say anything about work as far as like success. I'll, like they might be like, what do you do? I'm like, I have a radio show. Like, I'm so flippant about the whole thing because I'm just like, I don't want you to be like, oh, is it a super successful one? Do you guys have sponsors? Like, I don't want to talk about money in relation to anything I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's really smart. The one thing I would say is like, the guys don't care about money. They don't want you to overshare about being too successful or not successful enough. Those are both red flags, I would say. But guys do want to know that you have like ambition or passion about something. Like it for guys, it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be ambitious about your career. Even you could just be like super into Pilates, whatever. But guys do just care something. about that. Passionate, like passionate, about something. Passionate about some shit is what I say. I love that. Okay, so what do you think? Or like, if you could give our listeners. I guess I don't know if it's different for men and women, but like if you if it is, then for women or for men, like what are the top three things that you feel like really on like the first date or within the first couple of dates, like really maybe talk about these things or make a point to highlight these things or what are, what's some good you know advice in that? I mean, in that interesting. I, I'd say like quirky things about you that you are passionate about. Okay. So like. I don't know. For me, I'll sometimes drop in like I'm really good at origami. And people Wait, seriously, always, are you really? I'm amazing. Like, get me a post-it note right now. What? But I'm gonna look for a piece of paper. <laughs> That's right over. You were talking about post-it notes earlier too. <laughs> they really should be a sponsor. Oh my for god, your there's show. no paper in here. I want you to fold it's something okay. so bad. I'll uh, send you guys something creepily in the you, mail. What, yes. What could you make though? Like, what's your coolest origami? I mean, I'll fold? just do like a crane. Or sometimes I'll, I, it started. I was I used to work in advertising, and I would sit in boring client meetings, and I would not pay attention, but I would just do origami with post-it notes so instead of doodling you would make origami yeah and at the end the clients would be like that's amazing Kate and they would never be mad at me for not paying attention Um, I can tie a string of a cherry in a knot with my tongue that's good it's like tongue origami I think that's actually hard it's very hard I think it's slutty it is slutty so what just saying I mean, good. Be slutty. Be the best slut you I'm can be. I'm not a slut. I just it could be that vibe. For do sure. you ever do that on dates? I have probably yes. I think I have too. Is that bad? No, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like so cliche. I think it's a little overt. I mean, it is. I, I it's not like okay. Oh, I'm going to order a drink with a cherry so I can do this time. I like, wish I that you were like, hold on, let me show you a trick. Like it was like <laughs> trick time. Give me a treat. <laughs> paw, other paw, tongue thing. Yeah, I mean. No, I don't. It's not. It's that not is a good skill, though. It's not something I pull out of my arsenal. But if the opportunity arises, I'm not going to pass it up. Yeah. I mean, folding origami. Okay, so that's great. Okay, so you talk about your origami skills. Yeah. Or like if you're really into, like if a friend who's really good, she's amazing at softball. Okay. And so she'll bring that up. And But like not like I'm into softball and I'm super athletic and masculine. But, she, you know, she brings yeah. it up like you know in a cool way so I and, like and it could be good to kind of like let the guy know like hey i can vibe with you in a sports atmosphere yeah, right. type thing exactly. well how in today's day and age where like women are such like go-getters and ambitious people and business women can you still remain feminine i know yes i i think you can and you know i would say i'm, I'm the feminist matchmaker <laughs> like that's a joke i keep making but it's true you know i i am super ambitious and you know try to be like you know boss lady and all that stuff but yeah i mean you can be feminine and ambitious at the same time we we work with a lot of women actually who 
struggle with that and are just like a little too masculine. They're like the CEO, they're the VP at their company, they've been successful, but it's different in the boardroom than on a date. So we we try to coach them to, to bring out that feminine side. How do you do that? I know there's a delicate balance. Yeah. Right? I mean, I face the like issue with that all the time because people are like, oh, well, what do you do? And I like rattle off the things I do. And to me, they're just like the things I do. It's like bullet points and like moving on. But then they're like, what? You do all those things. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And you started that yourself and you and Lauren and you this and that. And I'm like, I people, did it again. I think Uh-oh. that I have that problem too in a different way though that like I have a I guess like a level of confidence that comes across in a date where I don't have a problem I mean I interview people for a living Mm so I don't have a problem like figuring out what to say or what to ask you or being very involved and like kind of taking the reins on the control of where the date goes and I've been told that that's like back off a little if there's a silence like let him fill it in you don't have to jump in and like take care of the situation they want to take care of it I was like I didn't even think of that yeah I think it's I mean you can just kind of you know you should always be yourself and I totally agree with that I, I have the same challenge but you know they think the guys will end up with will not be intimidated by strong women mm-hmm. that's the bottom line mm-hmm. but you can just let them feel masculine you know you can just do little things like I'll always let the guy I'm dating open the jar of pickles or whatever you know like reach for something on the shelf little like, even, even if, if you I can do, do it. it yeah oh, I'm so yeah. strong yeah <laughs> So I, you have large hands too. So you probably <laughs> kill do. a pickle jar, but yeah. people I hand me things to open all the time. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I have been told that three times in the past like five months really? by a whole bunch of different people that like if there's a light bulb you need changed, like you don't have to act like a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. but like for sure be like, hey, honey, can you help me with that? Oh yeah, I can't like the help. Brian actually when he was here uh-huh. and you work with Brian in the Great Love Debate. Yep, he basically said like some things have to be like the dropping your handkerchief and letting the guy pick it up. Like mm-hmm. let them do something for you. Yeah, and I love a guy that's like gonna hang, mount a flat screen TV for me and pick up a football and throw it and yeah. lift some weights. So like, why not let you keep doing those things even? Well, we have like this whole generation now of like being like self sufficient and like we're we're not the thing of the past. We're like we marry because we can't do things, right? So, exactly. but how do we like? I guess what? Where's the balance? It's hard to find. You know, I have something to say about like zipping up my dress, right? <laughs> yeah, like I live by myself and I, I do things by myself. I lift heavy boxes. I've gotten a lamp from Crate and Barrel too. That's like you need two people to construct this. I'm like f you instructions. Mm-hmm. I'm only one person and I'm gonna freaking make this lamp. And I had to do it and it was very hard but I um <laughs> but you did it <laughs> but now I've also figured out how to zip my own dress up in uh, when it's very difficult to do because who's gonna do it for me not my cat yeah but that could be a, a one right there where you're like can you zip me up exactly right it's little things like that I mean of course you can do it yourself and and yeah you know women should be proud of that it's, it's not like we need men but I think they like to feel that and you know you can be a feminist and still feminine so I don't yeah. know. Gender roles, gender roles have changed, but not as much as you would think. Yeah, still well, let them good. be the man. Yeah. What? Okay, and speaking of things that have changed in a sign of the times, what do you think about dating apps like Bumble and Tinder and Raya? And yeah, I mean, I'm, I like dating apps. It's funny. Uh, people are always like, oh, do you hate Tinder? And I'm like, no, I love Tinder. Tinder, I think, is just about mismanaged expectations. If a guy thinks that it's a hookup app and a girl thinks that she's okay. going to find her soulmate right. on that, like, okay. that's never going to work, right? Like, they're gonna get someone's gonna get hurt in that situation, right? But I think if everyone's on the same page and the the apps that do that well are are the ones that are successful. Hinge actually added a feature that it's like now you can put what you're looking for exactly. So like casual dating relationship, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, Cupid's had that for a while. They say like it, if I ever saw a guy's profile, it said he was looking for casual sex. I would just kind of not like brush over that right. one, right? Because it's like if you're putting that in your profile, that's probably what you're actually looking for. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think dating apps are good. It just kind of opens you up to other people. The biggest challenge with dating apps is that people don't actually meet in person, and it ends up taking up a lot of time. Why? Why does? Please tell me why that happens. Because it is literally like a thorn in my side. They mm-hmm. don't pull the trigger. What's that about? Well, I don't want yeah. a pen pal. I'm not. Hello. This is boring to me. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's a scary thing. I think to ask somebody out. But mm-hmm. I know it's kind of crazy. But we're both on a dating app, so it's like if I wasn't here, then I wouldn't like. What? It's not like yeah. you're coming up to me on the street and you have no idea if I'm married or not like we match now you know I like you at least a little swiped right and we both think we're attractive we're on a dating app so we're trying to date I'm engaging in a conversation with you for a couple days at a time pull the damn trigger but you never know where people's mindsets are so that guy could just be like 
using Tinder or Hinge for fun in line mm-hmm. at the grocery store. You know, yeah, he doesn't actually want to date. Everything's gamified. So right. they're incentivized to keep playing, basically. Could be like people could just be on their phone bored because they have 20 minutes and they're like, oh, and kind of, I kind of do that yeah. with dating apps. Too. Or they could also real. be seeing somebody already that they met on the dating app and then they're still looking because it's the gra- it's that plenty of fish thing. Like uh, there's so many fish in the sea that people don't feel like they, they found the right one yet because there could be somebody better out there. So they might continue swiping, but really they like who they're you seeing. Keep your options. Yeah open I have a question about that before we wrap up what do you think about people give that advice all the time of like don't just be dating one person you need to be dating a bunch of people so you're not like too dead set on one or so you keep your op like what do you think about that idea um I I, I'm a multi-dater I'm okay with that um I think you just have to be clear I don't think you should hide from other people that you're dating how does that come up though only if they ask or do you just kind of disclose it yeah I, I disclose it I used to kind of like hide and lie and say you know, just not tell anybody. But I realize it actually kind of like moves things along if somebody knows that you're dating other people. How do you? How do I like how do you that? Say yeah, it. How do you say it? Like, can you give us an example of how you would maybe gracefully or, or say that to someone? <laughs> I, I just say it. I don't know. I've kind of like given up on all of the tact. Tact. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Who's got time for tact anyway? Not, not me. me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I have a friend actually, and she says that it comes up when you're like having sex or hooking up with somebody if if you know like they'll just say you know I don't have sex with somebody unless you know I'm only dating what that one person and so that's the way to it's like surprise well you're dating me and everybody else so then in that moment you're like well yeah yeah I mean basically I'm dating other people yeah put a ring on it and then we'll talk right well I wouldn't put a ring no I know I I, you wouldn't say that but it's funny because that is like something that's happening now but I feel like if you ask like my mom's generation they would be like uh, you're not married until they're you're married. You don't live True. with somebody until they put a ring on it. Like you, there are all these like no, he should know I'm like being sought after. There were like weird games back then, and not that it's a game now. It actually the fact oh. that you are adding a sense of urgency it works. Yeah, my mom says the same thing. It's so funny, um, but you you think that like it's more of a modern thing, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, for for me, I think it's good not to put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. Um, you know, because he might be dating other people too. But mm-hmm. just being clear about it is is the way to do it. In whatever it. way that comes up. Yeah. On, right. the, on the other hand, though, like at three day rule, we only set people up with one person at a time because we feel that like when you're actually really ready to find the one, focus is one of the best things. Okay. So. Makes sense. I, you know, we have like a pretty great success rate. Like people end up in relationships when they work with us all the time. But sometimes I feel like it's because they're focusing on their love life for the yeah. first time. So if you're focusing on yourself and your love life, exactly. because you guys are obviously helping with that too. Exactly. So if you're actually just like spending time on something, you're going to get better at it. You're going yeah. to be more successful at it's it. Like working so that's, out. That's like what it is working with us. Okay, good. So now let's uh, let the listeners like where they can go on. What is the the website if you want to be in the dating pool or if you want to pay for a matchmaker or where do they find the three day rule? Yeah, so it's just three day rule.com and it takes about three minutes to sign up. It's free to be in the database. So you really have nothing to lose. Um, and then you meet with a matchmaker, which is also totally free. It's fun. I think it's like dating therapy. So everyone should just do it. It's fun. Um, Super yeah, fun. We've, We've both done, done it. it. Yeah. We've both done it. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's really nothing to lose. Three dayroll.com. And then we own, you know, every social media, all that good stuff. Okay. And how can people find you? Yeah. I am K8. E-D-D-I-E, Kate Eddy on Instagram. I'm also on The Great Love Debate with mm-hmm. Brian Howie. So interesting. Listen to that like podcast and go to any of them if they come to your city because it's awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. It's a really cool show. And then Textbird is my texting advice app. So. Download that app, guys. Yeah. Okay, Amazing. Great. Well, I, I leave you guys with one definition. Okay. Winter boyfriend slash girlfriend. A temporary significant other attained for the cold weather cold winter months to procure warmth snuggling and holiday companionship otherwise known as cuffing cuffing, cuffing. I can't even believe that's a real thing the Kate, cuffing is real thank you so much for coming in I mean I feel like I could talk to you for hours but unfortunately our time is ending we are very excited for tomorrow is Thanksgiving make sure that you stretch your stomachs out happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and we will be back next week talking about all of the new Christmas holiday things that are about on our on our horizon happy Super cuffing excited. everybody happy cuffing everyone you can find me at lauren leonelli on twitter facebook vine instagram and my website jen and you can follow me on those same places at jennifer golden all right guys happy thanksgiving bye Bye. you're listening to it's complicated with jennifer golden and lauren leonelli only on la talk radio